Hello and welcome to Seasonal Impressions. I'm Fez. I'm Brian. And welcome to our latest episode. We were just watching and uh, finishing up American Crime Story. This is their second season, and their second season focused on the assassination of Gianni Versace. Yeah, it is an assassination. It, it was... Yeah, it was brutal. It, the, the, <laughs> the show does not pull any punches. Like, it starts off in the first... The first scene before the, the, the title card even comes in is the assassination itself. You see the, the killer go through, like, weird emotions. You see Versace himself, played by, played by Edgar Ramirez, great actor, you know, go through his morning routine to let you, like, you know, feel for the guy a little bit, to know what he's doing, and then all of a sudden, Darren Chris is there of glee fame, holding a gun <laughs> to Versace's face and pulls the trigger. It was pretty rough to watch. We had to take this season pretty slow. Oh, yeah, it was... First of all, it's told the way the story is told is way different than season one. Season one was the OJ trial, and since they had a lot of transcripts, it was a courtroom drama. Yeah, and since it was a yeah exactly, this is two totally two different shows. This one's a thriller, and the first season was a courtroom drama, but also that first season they had transcripts, so they could be even more accurate to what yeah. they're showing mm -hmm. and less less you know creative license. Whereas they could this, write that into the dialogue into, into the script because it was actually yeah. they already had the script right there for them technically. Whereas this season makes it a point to tell you every episode that they did take some creative liberties to fill in the gaps in the end to figure out what the killer Andrew Cunanan played by Darren Chris did during his killing spree because this killing spree went on for a few months. He took a two-month break before he killed Versace because he was stalking him for two months. Before that, he had just killed, like, four people in a row. Like, you know, like, one week after the other. They had flyers. Yeah, the FBI they had, had flyers, flyers. that they didn't hand out seven days before Versace. In the same area. Literally in the same neighborhood. Like, you know, like, that same six-block radius that they were going to go around and post bills and flyers everywhere. And they didn't. It just sat in the back of a trunk for a week. Um, this, because, you know back then and as it is now also just it's a lot more open back then they weren't given any the FBI didn't really take it seriously because they didn't really care that a gay guy was killing other gay men mm -hmm. you know not until Versace was shot because he was a public figure not only a public figure a millionaire you know not just some guy that can be shoved under the rug this is someone who's always in the eyes of the camera paparazzi is always around as soon as he was shot there were people just people taking Polaroid photos of him trying to sell it to, to tabloids and stuff you know, no privacy. This is the 90s before cell phone cameras were a thing. So people would run to their cars and find a disposable camera and wind it up, you know, and try to make a couple of hundred grand. Off the body of from, Versace. Yeah. So at that time, obviously, it, would, it was harder to find, you know, suspects. It, so Dan Chris' character, mm -hmm. so, damn it, what's his name? Andrew Cunanan. Andrew yeah, Cunanan, yeah. He, he had time to hide out. You know, he was, I think he was on the run for about a week and a half before they cornered him. Which we see in the last episode, because obviously that's where the show ends. The yeah. show ends. And for people who don't know, Andrew Cunanan's after he assassinates Versace, he hides out for about a week or two and then takes his own life. Yeah. Once, once surrounded by the FBI and SWAT teams, and they break in. Because the entire island is cut off. Now, all the bridges are, whatever bridge there is or connection to the mainland was covered in police checkpoints. Yeah, so he, he could. He yeah. was cornered. He was finally cornered. Yeah, there's no way he can get off. No way he can drive. No way he can, you know, no boat would take him obviously so 
the way the show is set up is that it reveals to you who this guy is. Like, I mean, the show shows you that he was just a gigolo and a male escort at a point in the first episode. So you're like, okay, he's a dicey character, probably made some bad life decisions. And he has made bad life decisions. But the farther you go back into his story, because this, this, this season was told kind of like, remember that movie Memento, where it's mm -hmm. told backwards every couple of minutes? This movie, each episode is, it goes back further instead of forward. And then Versace's story is told forward. Yeah, Versace's story it's is told forward halfway through the season mm -hmm. when they re because this story actually this season focuses more on the killer Darren mm -hmm. Chris plays than Edgar Ramirez's Versace. You know, Penelope Cruz is amazing in the show too. By the way, oh my, as <laughs> as Donatella Versace, that cold evil bitch. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, not to use you know. I mean, but look at what she is now. Yeah, I mean, she's uh, kind of like a isn't uh, she like a super weird Trump supporter? And yeah. did she say? Uh, that um, when the Harvey Weinstein thing happened, like, oh, if these girls don't want to, you know, be abused, they shouldn't be doing this business. Like, like that's, you know. Like, what, that that's what you got from that, really? Like, yeah. what kind of, like, you know, that's when you've been so rich for so long, you lose decency. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But Penelope Cruz played her well. Um, Ricky Martin was, holy crap, I've never seen him act before. I yeah, don't know if he's acted that, that before. Was, that caught me off guard. Yeah, he's, he, Ricky Martin is good in this show. Holy crap. He doesn't take, he doesn't have a lot of scenes compared to most people because Versace himself doesn't have a lot of time in this, in this show compared mm -hmm. to the killer. But the scenes Ricky Martin is in is, you believe him. You know what I mean? It's just natural acting. You get the pain he has because he plays Versace's lover and just to see his partner, not even, you know, they were together for about eight years. He wasn't just like a fling. This is someone that they were, because the law said they couldn't get married. Yeah. That's the only reason they weren't married. But for all intents and, pur intents and purposes, they they were, you know, happily yeah, they, together they came for over a decade. Versace Close came to a decade. bored with something that wasn't really accepted at that time. Yeah, I remember the show at one point in the middle of the season, Versace does come out to the public in that interview. Mm -hmm. Along with Ricky Martin's character, who uh, who does he play? What's his name again? Antonio. Plays Antonio. But yeah, the show, we have it on in the background right now. The first episode's going, and it's, compared to the first season, because since Versace is such, oh a my God. Was such a larger-than-life person, since Versace was such a larger-than-life person, this show starts off extra gaudy. The shots that the show even takes is almost Michael Bayish to a point, where it's just like wide scenes where you see the beach, you see the sky. Quick zoom-ins, zoom-outs. Zoom zoom yeah, it's very, it's shot extremely differently than the first one, which is tight, close, you know, claustrophobic even. But to see the killer on the run and to see his fa and then see his his uh, life told in a flashback sequence or fla pretty much backwards. It's it's interesting that there are a lot of wide shots, but then he gets cornered toward the end. Yeah, and, and that's when the shots get tight. Yeah, yeah it's it's a well-told story. This whole like the atmosphere of this season is done well. The lighting. You know, with the with the stark reds and like the whenever it's Andrew Keenan and then you just see him in his own mind. They do like a scene where he's getting fitted by Versace, but it's all in his head, and you can tell because of the lighting. Because mm -hmm. the guy kind of is losing it. You know, like you see that like before he goes on this killing spree where he kills kills a former lover, and then that guy, then the guy he's interested in, and then a random person on like on his run to Florida. Oh, um. He just William Reese. Yeah, he just shoots him because he steals his car, mm -hmm. and he doesn't need to execute him, but he just did it anyway. And the further you go back, you find out that not only was Andrew Cunanan spoiled at a point, he also was broke and destitute at a point. Mm -hmm. Like, he had lived a life that his father was a narcissistic, compulsive liar, and a thief. and Perfectionist. And a super perfectionist mm -hmm. to the point of fault. Mm -hmm. You know, he... To, to keep up the image of having a big house and a car and everything, 
He just scammed everyone. He scammed everyone, and he did it because he believed his own lie. And that's what happened to his own son. His son became that, even though his son said he didn't want to do that. They show you where he meets his father, and him and his father mm -hmm. have a fight. But then again, that's speculative. You don't know. But he was also sexually abused by him. It's, yeah, it is It is. It is inferred in that one scene, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. Only because that seems like something the father wouldn't admit to, obviously, and it's something you can't ask Andrew because he's dead. You know what I mean? So I don't know where they got that bit from, mm -hmm. but it is kind of like towards the scene when he says, you remember when I, you know, right before the commercial break, and he does the bit about, hey, you remember when I was a kid and I helped you, and then he goes, not one sound? That does give the, the tone of, okay, this might yeah. be sexual abuse. But then they don't touch upon that again ever again in the series or in Andrew. Like, like when he has the confrontation with his dad, that's not even brought up. Like I said, this a lot of this season is put together for the show. So a lot of these details that are given the show, you can't take this as gospel truth. This, this, is, this is a little more, even like some of the visuals are a little bit surreal. Yeah. Like, because there's only so much you can like tell by the lies he's told people because... I don't know who they interviewed to make this show. They probably interviewed some of the, the, the police. They probably even wrote a couple of books, I'm assuming. Maybe one or two of his friends, because, uh, you know, that uh, they, the show starts off with one of his old friends, who's uh, this woman that he met while he was in college. Mm -hmm. And she goes on t national TV at one point when he's on the run to be like, hey, Andrew, please come home. I'm assuming she's probably well-known at some point, probably sold a book. His father tries to sell the movie rights before his son even comes oh, he back. he sold him out. Yeah, his, his own dad didn't give a shit about him. His yeah, mom, I'll be and, there, I'll be there. And he doesn't, he never shows up. He's just, and the next scam. The, the last scam. the last scam that he thought would get him back into the country. Trying to sell his son's movie yeah. rights while his son mm -hmm. is still on the run for the murder of Versace. I feel the worst what person I feel, off. the person I feel worse for, other than Versace, of course, is, is is Andrew Keenan's mother, bro. She was like, the way they portrayed her is that she was just a broken, abused woman because she was abused by the dad and then her son definitely held that same type of power over her, the way he treated her. I don't know where her other two children were because they didn't touch upon that in the show. You only know that he has siblings because they show it in the one flashback episode of the 70s. It seemed like the they 80s. left the house and, and they they grew up and they did their own thing, but he was the Andrew. perfect son. and So he stuck at home because yeah. because he couldn't do anything else other than go to school. And he, wasn't taught. He, wasn't, actually, he wasn't taught he was, to do anything Actually, else. he was still in school when his dad ran away. Maybe that's why. Because he was still at Bishop's Academy. Mm-hmm. Probably in his senior year. Because, yeah, he took his senior photo when his dad ran away. So his older brother and sister were already adults and established elsewhere. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Yeah, they, they weren't there for the father faking and lying to the FBI and running away with the cash and none of that, you know? So I don't know what happened to those two siblings. They never touched upon that other than just seeing them. But seeing Q Nanin portrayed in this show, you kind of wonder how much of it is real and how much of it is creative license because they portray him as sympathetic in some places and as a monster in some places and he's definitely a monster if he shot five people oh yeah but what does drive a person to that what made him that way and yeah the the it's interesting the way they told you the story because if you don't really know much about this murder and and, and I didn't honestly Every episode they show telling backwards, you wonder, all right, is that was messed up? Is is this what made him a killer? Oh no, wait, there's this next thing even further back. Did that make him a killer? Did that? And you keep going back trying to figure out where it all started. And, and I guess it's really just the, his, the motives are unknown, so it's really 
all speculation. Yeah, it's all spe- it's pretty much maybe upbringing. That's the kind of the closest the show comes to giving you an answer is going like, "Hey, he grew up in a messed mm-hmm. up weird house yeah. where his, you know, his dad probably abused him, definitely definitely overpushed him, probably made his, you know, psyche collapse from overpressure." You know, because he's supposed to be the golden boy. Like, even the other two siblings are shown as not as important because they're not paid attention by the Yeah, you barely even see them. Yeah, you barely even see them because they're in the background. They've gone on with their life. And the mom you always see, she's always a nervous wreck because his father threatens her by saying, well, we'll send you back to the hospital because you know you were sick, which we can assume is a mental institute of some sort where, as you know, people don't have the only option to check themselves out and it's always on the word of someone else. So if her husband says, hey, my wife is crazy, they'll take his word for it and mm-hmm. she can be locked up on their own meds for God knows how long, you know? And especially when you have someone as manipulative as him because he he was able to manipulate his way into getting a job at Merrill Lynch. And then when you find out that the reason, you find out that he can't hack that job, that, oh, all that other house and stuff that he's got, mm-hmm. he got those on lies too. You just assume that he did the American dream and he worked hard and succeeded, but it turns out it's all bullshit. It was yeah. just a facade. And people kept buying the lie and the lie and the lie until he couldn't lie no more and there was no money to lie from. Yeah, his next job's also read into him. And and that's the only place that I can see where this kid, other than being pressured, and the one scene where they do um, insinuate that his father might have molested him, mm-hmm. I don't see where this kid goes wrong either way. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah, I so, so I don't know what was the big... Mo- like. I guess the motiv- motivation, it seems like the show is trying to tell you is that it comes down to he wanted to be somebody, but he didn't want to do anything to be somebody. And then also it kind of shows, it also kind of leans to the thing of maybe he's ashamed that he's gay because of the way he was treated. His own brother, his own father calls him a sissy boy yeah. when he goes to, when he goes all the way to the Philippines to confront him about, you know, lying about the money and running away and leaving him and his mother destitute. And he's definitely been called slurs and nasty names at school because mind you this is the 80s and this is the 90s and people still get called those slurs in 2019 so back then when people were a bit more open about it and people just said the f word as easily as breathing to other people when they were mad the military for christ's sake yeah oh my god yeah this was this was back then during the don't ask don't tell and like you know Mm -hmm. people still getting like when we were kids this was just stuff on the news and we kind of didn't get it you know obviously because we're children we didn't completely grasp Mm -hmm. grasp it but to see it, in retrospect, told through an entertainment show about real people, because his first victim, Andrew Kunai's first victim, is a gentleman by name of Jeff Trail, who was in the Navy, and he was discharged for being gay. Actually, no, he wasn't discharged. He had he, to leave. He left. He because, left because the pressure around him. Yeah, because he they helped. Knew. Uh, they were they were beating up someone who was already out as gay, and he helped him. So. Of course, they, they, they put two and two together. They insinuated, so he he left before before it, 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 before it got to be too much. Yeah, he also did end up going on. I think what was it, Nightline or Dateline, one of those uh, news uh, evening news shows, mm-hmm. and he did one of those interviews behind you know the voice changer and the darkened out face by the light bout the military's treatment and behavior towards homosexuals in in the Navy and the service. Which is another reason why he stayed out, because he told that story in the interview, and I get, you know... They assumed, I mean... Soldiers, some soldiers would know. Yeah, because they can, you can tell if your friend or someone you know you served with is behind the thing, possibly. Like, he said he helped that guy? I remember him. Mm -hmm. I know exactly who that is. Yeah. So, it just, it just seems so senseless, this murder. 
you know with the OJ murder you can tell that it was more it was a crime of you know jealousy pa a crime of passion doesn't make it sound good because it's not but it is something more personal than this seems this almost seems a little random because even though he met Versace a few times it wasn't like where OJ that was his wife you know that's that's someone more closer to him than this is it looks like Andrew Cunanan just had more of a fantasy life in his head and he thought he was closer than he actually was because he did lie to his friends and everyone like oh I'm, I'm meeting Versace again tonight oh All I'm, of I'm, them I'm, are senseless. I'm making movies here I'm working on the Titanic set he was a guy who just lied constantly 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 to everyone to impress them and people being impressed would invite him places where movers and shakers were and that's how he would meet sugar daddies and that's who his first victim was right no no his first victim no. was Jeff Trail yeah followed by David Madsen David Madsen who was which which is weird because it's just so that, sad that's a, that is a different well, I mean who could say what his motive really is but it seems like those were different motives but why yeah like he killed Jeff kill Trail Jeff? he killed Jeff because he thought he was, he was after David. David. And who, then, who he was, who um, Andrew really, really, really had a thing for. and uh, Yeah, he, he even proposed to him according to their show. He became very obsessive. And not, you, see it not, you see it not just when the years before with like his sugar daddies, but especially with David. He just, he clings to people. Yes. Even though, whether he's using them or not, he just, he clings to people. Clinging to people isn't healthy. No. And definitely not to the extreme that he went to. And he kills David because... He kills David just because, I guess, nervousness and hatred? Mm -hmm. Why else would he do it? Just thought he'd get betrayed? And then once he killed David, I think that's what made him fully snap. Killing David made him fully snap because his next victim was just a guy... Some guy that had a truck. Some guy who had a truck. And then his wrong next place, victim... Wrong time. And then his next victim after that was Versace, which was a big one. So he went from just killing a random person... Oh, actually... To killing... A well-known person. I forgot. After David, he went to Lee Miglin. He that did. Older oh, guy, yes, Lee That Miglin. older guy that kept trying to come to parties and yeah. see him all the time. One of his other sugar daddies. Who was actually one. a really, really nice guy. Turns out, yeah, he used to do charity without telling people. Like that's the whole point of charity, in my opinion. You don't, you don't give money or you don't give help, and then you boast about it because then it's not charity. It's just lip service, and it's like, hey, look at me, I'm so great. Lee Miglin is portrayed as a man who used to do a lot of good things for people and even his own wife didn't know yeah. until after he passed away because those people would send letters saying your husband helped me during this and your husband helped me during that and that was just another secret he didn't tell her. He didn't tell her about his charity and he didn't tell her about his sexual orientation. You know, he may have, he may have cheated on his wife and, but he, and, hid, and hid that from her but he definitely didn't deserve yeah. that. He kept, obviously, cheating on, on someone does not deserve death. And he kept his family as insulated as they could. His son was off, you know, trying to act in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. His wife had her has her own perfume line, which she does herself. That's her own business. She built it from the bottom. It's sad to see how many lives he affected with one gun. Because mm -hmm. all he really did was... That was Jeff Trail's gun, too, which, is, the sad, which yep. is another sad part, too. That was the first victim's gun that he had taken from his apartment because the naval officer obviously still has his weapon. He killed Jeff with the hammer, and then he threatened David, held him hostage in the apartment for about a day or two. Killed uh, David, and in the same month, in May 1997, killed Lee Miglin, William Reese, and then he disappeared for two months. That is when, that's when uh, Lee Miglin's wife was asking, what have you been doing, for, to the FBI, what have you been doing for two months? In those two months, he was in Miami stalking Versace, yeah. living with that, uh, 
guy that who he was taking drugs with, played by Max Greenfield from New Girl, I believe the show was. He plays a guy, a character named Ronnie, who is a down on his luck person who's living and also probably turning tricks. It looks like because they haven't shown what he does. All all you see is that he is not. He's disheveled. He lives in a hotel mm-hmm. rental spot and he does crystal meth with with Andrew and he has feelings for Andrew then he finds and he notices Andrew's a shark or a piece yeah. of shit early he's been there before like even though he felt like a little connection and it might have been the drugs talking as soon as Andrew treats him like shit he knows okay this guy's not right he's the first person who just sees him as not right but even yeah. when he's interviewed by the cops he kind of still has a little affection for him you can tell he goes hey maybe Andrew did this because he killed a, he killed a gay rich guy and that's why you care now maybe he just wanted to be seen Maybe mm-hmm. this is that's he's what, not hiding at all. That's what Ronnie's idea of why Andrew was doing it. He he thought Andrew was tired of being persecuted for being gay, and this is how he was lashing out against the world. That was at least that's the way they explained Ronnie's take. <laughs> that's on another it. way to see it. Oof. Exactly. Like, is he lashing against his dad? Is he lashing against his life? Did he just snap and just want to hurt people? Was he a sociopath? Because the show even shows a scene where he mimics acting shocked after murdering Versace. I don't know how. how that's to show that he's dead you know inside not mm-hmm. in, 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 he doesn't empathize he celebrates like, yeah he celebrates according to the show at one point once he finds out that the cops are searching him he's just sitting there drinking yeah, champagne he, he hears the sirens and he just lays back and... once again all speculation so what, was, what was the goal what was the goal that he achieved that there was such relief in that moment i think he just wanted to be famous i think that was him being like he, that was his john wilkes booth moment you know what i mean like he will be remembered all time for that like some people want the notoriety I, I don't think we'll ever know because it, do, it doesn't make sense that he's yeah he's not like a guy who like that, a manifesto that one, or anything that one was his if, if that was the goal for Versace that that was the goal for that murder but yeah what well, about everybody other, else what was the point exactly you, you didn't need to work your way to that point maybe he snapped you didn't need to lead a trail and then he realized I'm gonna get shot and die anyway why not kill someone big and go out with the bank because <sighs> I mean after he shot the guy he stole the truck from, he literally, his, he stalked his next target. Before that, he wasn't stalking, he was reacting, it seems like. You know, like he, he first of all, it looks like he premeditated the murder on Jeff, according to the show. But then again, we weren't there, no one was there, we don't know. The only it's like a sur- switch flipped, and because yeah. he, after he, because he met Versace it it, in 1990, but it's like a flip switch, like, oh, you know what, I'm going to go kill my idol. Mm-hmm. He was obsessed with him, because he met him, This yeah, it was seven years after he murdered him. I mean, seven years after he met him, he murdered him. It's just, it's a shame. The season really hit a lot of uh, emotional notes. Like I said, it was it was a little rough to watch because... It's one of those ones that I don't think I can explain better than you yeah. watching it. Just, just, you got, you have to do it. It's, yeah. So, some of the manipulative parts really got to me. Some of the things that were said and done... I ended up feeling bad for him some places, but then there's no way. I mean, like he is not redeemable yeah. at all, no, the character. No, no. But there's some places where you're like, oh man, that's no wonder he's that messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like it, I don't know. Like not saying that I would have turned into a serial killer or anything, but some of the stuff he went through is pretty extreme. And you're like, he just needed someone who actually gave a shit yeah, about him. That's the and the that, one person who did heaped away, it. which is his mother. That's the one person, and she it's because she was also in need of help as well. She was hurt. I don't recall who said it, but during the series, someone tells him something along the lines of, who cares about you, Andrew? Because Versace's celebrated. Who celebrates? Who cares about you? 
He just needed someone to give a shit. Such a rough time. And it was when Versace was sick also. He had lost his hearing one day. That's why he was actually living in Miami, just to, at the Miami Beach residence. Mm -hmm. That was his summer home, to my to my knowledge, like his beach house. He was down there because he just wanted to get away from the work. He wasn't working at Versace for a while. He was just down there with Antonio. Rightfully so. Because he had uh, ear cancer, cancer of the ear. It's sad. It's very sad. I don't think, I don't know if it changed anything. It didn't change anything. People are still persecuted. If, if that was his intention was to bring light to the fact that the LGBTQ community isn't is tr isn't he, he failed he failed obviously because I mean you don't even know that could just be the show's interpretation of it it could just be a man going on a on a spree because he was self obsessed and he wanted to have his name known you know and it's weird when you watch shows like this because should we be giving these killers the spotlight should we be making shows about them but also should mm -hmm. we, but we also we don't want to forget this stuff yeah like what but this this is a good look definitely a good look into what really makes a killer. Yeah, especially with fame and all this around. I mean, Princess Diana came to Versace's funeral. It's a rough season to watch. Yeah, but it's 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 nine episodes. Yeah, it's so short. So it's only nine hours of harrowing trauma. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah, you know, I can't wait to see what season three is going to be like. Yeah. If this is the if this is the team that they have on there, because season two with Versace, the the sets are lavish, the makeup and fashions on oh, point, yeah. on point because it has to be. It's very carefully chosen shots too. They, they, you know, they took the liberties since it was about Versace. They, they had some very, very like interesting camera work. Shots that you wouldn't usually use or find very over the top. Over the top, like like shots that you would find a little too flashy. But that's what works for his style because he was a man who just wore a lot of gold and you know, the Medusa logo. Like, it's very ornate his style, and. This fit that. This honestly feels like it almost feels like like watching the angles and shots are like the shots you would see in a Mission Impossible movie or like a Michael Bay film of like something exploding, but it's literally just a guy drinking some tea or something. <laughs> but the shot is huge, just because Versace was a large, larger than a life person. And then you'd come to Cunanan and you'd see him just try to fit into these worlds where he'd be living with rich, rich older men, and you see the scenes be opened up a little bit more but he looks so small in him you know just to mm -hmm. show you where he really is in this world that he you know BS'd his way into season three should be Katrina it should be interesting that should be interesting because that's one that we were alive and uh, 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 yeah. you know old enough to remember mm -hmm. and there was so much around it that the the serial murder case that they'll be talking about in the show was swept under you know in the back of people's head because we always remember the news over exaggerating the looting we always remember yep. we always remember the news and the way it covered everyone staying at the football stadium you know the the dome mm -hmm. and those were the two big humanitarian things that like you know like the yeah. two and big that the things, national guard didn't get there the for, national guard for didn't get there so FEMA long. didn't help for so long it was a disaster so this season three is about uh, a nurse who was who mercy killed a bunch of people during the Hurricane Katrina tragedy. So that's going to be another one that's going to push the limits of would you have done that, would you have not, you know, kind of like the moral questions are going to be a lot more. I mean, I have I'm to sure there'll be fear. flashbacks, but I want to know when when is it How when is this going to be told? Is it, gonna, like, yeah, is this going to be told as a medical drama or is this also going to be a court case drama? Like a yeah, like a hearing of her explaining why she did what she did. Probably not a court case cuz they did that for season 1. Yeah. So they might 
set, they might go with the ER vibe, the Grey's Anatomy mm. vibe, because that's a mm -hmm. built-in audience anyway, you know? Because if they're, if they're doing this anthology in the sense of a different style, in a different genre, with a different murder every season, that would make sense. That would be a hospital drama. You guys watch the assassination of Gianni Versace. It's well put together. It will... Darren Chris acts the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. Edgar Ramirez is great. Penelope Cruz is great. Ricky Martin's fantastic. It's it's worth a watch. And it's still on Netflix, so do it before they take it down. <laughs> yeah, carefully selected cast. They did yeah. not pull any punches. And the sets are, are, are well picked. It will take you back to the 90s. We were kids around this time, and a lot of the aesthetic and all the food and everything is... It's on point. It's, it's the way I remember Florida being as a kid. Give it a watch, guys. I've been Fez. I'm Brian. This is Seasonal Impressions. Catch us next time on our next episode. We'll be watching and talking about Game of Thrones Season 1. Because we want to catch up in time for the last season of Game of Thrones. It's ending this year. And yesterday, in fun Game of Thrones news, they just didn't they just find, like a day or two ago, they found the throne, the last throne in New yeah, York? Yeah, so for Season 7, they hit a bunch of thrones around the world. And... Uh, Supposedly, people have found all of them at this point. I think, I believe there were six of them. Uh, one of them is here in New York. That's the last one that to be found, actually. That's the final mm -hmm. one. And so, yeah, we might uh, go take some pictures on our throne. <laughs> have a good time, guys. Catch you later. Seasonal Impressions is a For Your Eyes to Eat production. Check out foyeureyestoeat.com for free comics, photography, poetry, and more.